0: What is marketing? Did you know that there are four principles of the marketing principles strategy that
1: can make the company more successful or sales and marketing? I like to think outside the box. Marketing is about value. If Nike owned opened a hotel, I think we would be able to guess pretty accurately
0: what it would be like. If Hyatt came out with sneakers, we'd have no clue because Hyatt doesn't have a brand. They have
1: a logo. Hello, 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 and welcome to ClientCast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the intersection of marketing and audio in this brave new digital world. My name's Rod Murray, and I've been a podcaster for the best part of two decades, as well as being a podcast producer for the past two years. And in that time, I can tell you I've watched what was predominantly a niche and hobby-driven market transform into a mainstream media Platform, But what does it all mean for the future? And what role can and will audio play in the marketing space moving forward? Have we even begun to see sound used to its full marketing potential? These questions are well beyond my pay grade. And in fact, many will not yet even have an answer. But what's beyond doubt is that we're going to need a marketing expert to help us even frame the right questions. And for that, I welcome my co host on this adventure. Mike Orloff. Mike has worked predominantly in the golf space for the past three decades, but his knowledge of marketing extends well beyond that narrow field. Mike, welcome. Really looking forward to exploring this topic every couple of weeks.
0: Thanks, Rod. It's, uh, it's enjoyable to, uh, to, to venture into some new, uh, new platforms that I'm not as familiar with as you are. Um, and vice versa. Hopefully we can share and learn from each other and, and share and learn from our audience. Indeed, and
1: I suspect there's a lot of people in this space of uh, this new platform audio. I think we're on the, just at the beginning of how audio will ultimately be used in a much more widespread way than we see it now. We'll come to all of that shortly, Mike. I wanted to start with the most basic of questions. Most of our listeners already know the answer to this, but I'm an old daily newspaper paper hack. So what is marketing? If I can understand that, it might help me to plug in audio and how it might fit into that puzzle of what marketing actually is. We all hear the term, I'm not sure many of us ever really think much about it.
0: Yeah, well, did you're starting with the toughest question yeah. of all aren't you, Rod? <laughs> it, it kind of is, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very philosophical one. I, I'm, I'm very simplistic in my approaches, but I, I, I just think marketing is everything we do. And you know, that sounds a bit, bit. um bit vague but if you break it down i, mean, I think most people think of marketing is you know putting a, an advert in a paper or um you know an advertisement on on the tv or the news or whatever but when it comes to a brand or coming to a facility the ones that i normally work with um you know the people at the front front counter the person who answers the phone and the the, you know, the people behind the bar plus plus how the place is presented um the, the whole adventure the whole the whole um yeah, I guess experience that someone has with you is all part of your marketing. Um, yeah, from a, from a bigger standpoint, uh, but breaking that down, yeah, how do we communicate? How do we uh, keep in touch with the you know the people that we want the most, being the being that client or member, you know that's coming to our facility. So that sort of
1: outward facing part of the business. I mean, internally there's probably a whole different bunch of cultures and marketing going on, but the outward facing side of the business, which is everything you just touched on, that's the marketing department, not the not the not the one or two people sitting in the office that's got marketing written on the door.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I think most people think of marketing is is just that, you know, it's uh the, the the actions we do in in getting our message out about who we are, what we do, what we're about. Um like any business, you know, there's a, there's a brand, you know, that represents with with what you you're trying to portray and what what people uh, per- perceive you as and and what their belief systems are of of what you're all about. Um they either like it or they don't. Um but so um, yeah, it just yeah, when you walk into a place, what's that feeling that you get? Um, and I say I, I, I'm spending a lot more time in the club space, so not just golf, but in other types of clubs and connecting members and connecting people, um, which is a whole another form of, of style of marketing, and, and not just the ones that we think you know that we see out on the on the motorway, be it um, billboards and such. It's funny that
1: the depth of this topic topic is enormous. While you're talking there, you mentioned the club space, it stri- strikes me all these terms come with loaded. Pre perceptions, don't they? Those of us, uh, everybody would have had a, an immediate connection of some sort to the word club, what a club is to them. It's, and it's already predetermined before they walk into that space. So, in a marketing sense, if you want a different image to what might be the accepted image, and we see this a lot in golf, particularly, which is our space, you're really going to have to work to change the message that's going out that people are receiving, aren't you?
0: Yeah, no, very, very true. And, you know, especially during this, um, you know, the, the COVID period we've ran, you know, we've just come, I can't say we're through it yet, but, uh, you know, this last 12 months of, of the real, uh, the real hard stuff. Golf's been seen as that, um, that, that place, that safe place, you know, you're outdoors, you know, you're socially distanced just by the nature of the game, um, at the same time, you know being part of a club is being about connected and closeness and being you know having a connection with somebody and, and sharing you know liked interests so it 's been very interesting over the last you know, twelve months with how the game has actually grown because of that because people can go well I can go there and actually feel safe and you know not worry about get, catching something yeah. we, we won 't go down the golf rabbit hole, but a huge opportunity
1: for the game in so many ways this past twelve months and the number of people who 've either come to it or back to it. Uh, during this period. Let's see if we can plug all of that or plug audio into all of that. Now, you sort of mentioned at the very top here, Mike, it's kind of a new space in terms of marketing, isn't it? What role can audio perhaps play, do you think, Mike? It's I've come to really be fascinated by audio as a communication medium. It's incredibly intimate compared to the other forms, and all forms of communication have their place. But audio is very intimate, isn't it? You're sitting with earbuds in. There's no other medium, really, that you do that. Physically
0: place the medium inside you. Yeah, no, no very true. I mean, it, it's, it's similar to um, going back to the old school of, of SMS messaging. Um, it's really about the audience that you're speaking with or, or speaking to. Um, and how they like to digest their their information, or how they like to be communicated. And you know, some people are sitting in cars as they're going to work, or, or they like to just sit and relax and close their eyes and listen to some uh, listen to a conversation. Uh, audiobooks have been you know really popular. Are um, reading on a Kindle. So everybody digests their their information in different ways and through different platforms. So it's important, you know, as, as podcasting you know, or, or, audio, you know, which is not, not something I'd, I've done in the past, but I'm starting to do more now that we're, we're in this, uh, you know, on this, this, um, our own podcast. Um, it's just, ha- you know, who are you speaking to? If you're speaking to an 80, 90 year old, you know, they might still want that paper flyer. That's the way that they've, gotten their information in the past um if you listen to you know trying to communicate with a you know eight nine ten year old or, or twelve year old you might be on tiktok or might be on snapchat or facebook or whatever medium so podcast is, is another medium and, and with marketing we need to understand who we're trying to talk to you know who is our demographic you know Which how area. do they like to digest the information and be yeah. communicated to so it's, it's important that's what podcasts uh, th- this type of audio communication will actually fit in as is just being able to tap, tap into the right people um, that want to hear it this way and want to hear about relevant you know, topics and some good yeah, takeaways. Indeed. We might come back to podcasting and audio and perhaps the difference, difference between the
1: two shortly. 20 years ago, Mike, if you had a client that wanted to get an audio message out there, what were your options? If a client came to you and said, look, we want to do some audio, we want to be in the audios, we want people to be able to
0: hear what it is that we've got to say, what were your options? Yeah, twenty years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, early, uh, early internet, and uh, yeah, I guess it'd be through radio, or you have to do a recording and set a cassette tape. I mean, I used to play in, in bands back in the uh, as a, a garage uh, musician, you know, through the eighties, nineties, and you know, parts of two thousand, and you know, the way we got our music to people was to uh, you know had to do a recording either on a you know cassette tape or go into a studio and then send it off in the mail, the you know, snail mail. And wait for a <laughs> wait for a response or a phone call.
1: There are um, people listening, Mike, who may not understand several of the words you just used. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> that will be so foreign to them because yeah, they haven't so grown up in that world. Just quickly, I thought loud music was supposed to damage the ears, not the hair. What happened there <laughs> for you? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, it's a good thing we are on. Uh, yeah, we're not on TV here. One
1: a- of the advantages of audio. Uh, Indeed. I guess, and that's a very, uh, it was very narrow, I guess, is the point, the potential. So to me, what I feel has happened with audio, what podcasting has done, is it has shifted that. And this is why I think we're at the beginning of something. The distribution's changed. The audio is now in everybody's pocket, not just the desktop like it was when I started, and that was as, almost as limiting as radio. Now you carry it in your pocket. You plug it into the car stereo system seamlessly and it plays just like the normal radio, quote-unquote, over the car. So it feels to me, whilst podcasting has brought the attention to it, and I think, like the club term, podcasting comes with a bunch of preconceived... It's a loaded term, isn't it? People think of true crime or series of podcasts or audio narratives or conversations like what we're having here and all of that's true. It might only be a small part of where audio goes, might it? The potential to distribute audio... Um whilst we probably will always call them podcasts, I don't think the future of audio, particularly for marketing is what we're doing here necessarily. Would you agree with that
0: yeah i i think that that terminology is' definitely i mean let's say i'm I'm very new to this um the this side of or this marketing discipline or this communication um channels and it's a um my thought of oh, when I hear a podcast, I'm thinking it's going to be someone just talking. You know about a subject for you know an hour and just you know more educational, I mm-hmm. guess in some ways, versus being very a lot more conversational. Um, yeah, and just how you know how that worked, and you know for me, it's when I'm on, I don't have long commute, so I don't don't I tend to listen to the radio for ten minutes and that's it. And um, if I'm working, I'm I'm trying to I, I put in music to sort of drown out that part of my brain so I can actually focus on writing. Or my my documentation work, and I I couldn't. If someone's talking to me, or I'm trying to listen to something, it's very hard for me to focus on that, but also focus on my work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've kinda, I'm exactly the same, by the way. I can't yeah, possibly listen to
1: people. Do, I'm either doing one or the other.
0: It, yeah, just how how our brains work, and how we want to want to hear things, and. Yeah, I know it's um you know, there's some amazing uh, information out there and you know some, some you know some very interesting things. That's the thing with our mar- the marketing space now, it's just that whole digital space is that things are very scalable. So we could be sitting here, you know both of us in Australia, but then you know, you're in you're in Sydney and I'm I'm up on the Gold Coast. Um you know people in the UK may listen to this and hopefully get something out of it. Yeah. That was very difficult back 20 years ago. Yeah, you know, even pre-internet was very impossible. Yeah, um, indeed
1: we sometimes get a bit waylaid by that too, don't we? we? think, oh, the whole world can hear us. But the whole world's not necessarily your customer base, isn't it? And this is one of the things mm. that I wanted to discuss about uh, podcasting and audio and businesses and the importance of it. If we think about radio, it's sort of ubiquitous, isn't it? You get into a taxi, you'll hear the radio. You walk into some shops, you'll hear the radio. A lot of people will have the radio on in the background as they go about their daily chores. A lot of people think of podcasting as radio time-shifted. It's the Netflix of audio, the well, But in fact, somebody who's listening to a podcast has had to work quite hard to get that content. Mm. So they're a very committed and that magical word in marketing, they're very engaged, aren't they? You don't stumble across podcasts. You actively have to seek them out either because you've been told uh, or because um, you've read something in the paper, whatever it might be. You've got to actively seek it out. And do something to access it, so that changes the nature of that relationship and messaging. I would think, in a marketing sense, is there anything to that, or am I just trying to oversell my own <laughs> interest in the
0: medium? <laughs> no, it's a very valid point. I mean, a lot of you know, there's an old adage I can't think of it right now with the um, about marketing. You spend. You know, you spend all, all the effort on marketing and you might only get 50% of it to the right audience and you never know which 50% of that is. So you end up overspending it's sort of mm-hmm. that whole throw some mud on the wall and see what sticks um, approach. And as you narrow in now with more digital and more so- social media channels, um, we can be a lot more granular. That we're able to really get to, we just want to speak to someone in Brisbane, thirty kilometers. You know that likes golf, cooking, and walks on the beach, or whatever it might be. Um, We can get very, very granular. And your point with this is that yeah, if someone's listening to this, and hopefully that you know they go, well, that that," I think they may have some interesting topics to talk about, or have some interesting. guest on the show to to talk talk about things that are important to them. They'll be highly engaged. I'd rather have 10 very highly engaged uh, listeners uh, and potential clients versus, you know, a thousand that just don't really, you know, a thousand followers, but they don't really, you know, they don't really watch what you're saying or don't listen to what you're saying. To me, this is one of the adjustments people need to make in their own mind when they
1: think about podcasting in particular as a marketing vehicle, we are used to huge numbers, aren't we? The mainstream media, and it, mm. in their interests, not that they've necessarily done it deliberately or with any nefarious purpose, they love to sprout how many people are watching, listening or reading. Those are the things that determine how much money they can charge for advertising. It, 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 there's a bit of a mind shift required for podcasting because, as, you say, as we've sort of established, each listener is of X value more than... Than the listener or watcher to something that is mainstream, that is a it's an engaged listener, and so the value proposition is different, isn't it? To to an ad in the Super Bowl, for example, I mean that's the most expensive ad in the world, isn't it? The halftime ad in the Super Bowl it's a totally yeah. different thing to that.
0: Yeah, except that those ones are really <laughs> they're they're like the Australian lamb commercials, Yeah, you know. It's the one you wait for every year. Yeah, until it's only like one time. Yeah. Which is uh, a fabulous uh,
1: example of great marketing, isn't it? Where the the ad itself has become an event. That's extraordinary marketing
0: on the part of the advertisers. Yes. Yeah. yeah, And that's a whole different world. Advertising and marketing is very, very different as well. It's another uh, different types of disciplines and approaches. Um, But now, the very uh, valid point on that. I mean, it just wants someone that's actually going to be interested in what you're saying and wants to, Wait, they can't wait for the next one, the next episode to come in. When we were talking about some of that advertising in in the digital space, when you do ban- banner advertising on some of those, some of the big websites that um, we've been involved with, you know, they're a, a good click through rate on a banner ad is about two and a half. That's about a two and a half percent. That's an average average. Um, you know, If you can get 3 or 4% clicking through on the amount of ads that went up, you're doing really well, or you're doing better, better than average. Mm. So it's a very small percentage. So you need a giant um, audience to about make that, that 2.5% a valuable number. I guess. Yeah. And they're clicking through and then does that convert? So there's a conversion pathway that, that happens. You're, you're trying to build an audience and of that audience, how many of those can you get highly, you know, more engaged and of the ones that are engaged, you're trying to convert them to something. So there's always a, uh, there's always a why behind all our, our campaigns. Um, and the world, you know, the, the world I've worked in, you know, working in, you know, they, they tend not to know what, what that end goal is. It's just like, oh, let's put up some ads. You know, yeah, that'd be great. We'll we've got it up there. Let's put a Facebook post up. But <laughs> there needs to be a channel. We need an audience. And from that audience, you're going to get X amount that are going to be engaged and then actually click on something that actually converts into a dollar or, or a visit or, or more retention. You need to have an end, end goal in mind for all your campaigns of any marketing. The same with, same with uh, audio communication. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I've been seeing a lot of video communications from general managers on Facebook, and it's way more engaging than sending out a paper document. So I can see this still this working in that same vein of it's getting to people that will listen and hear the message that you're trying to get to them. Indeed, when people ask me what, what can
1: audio do for my business, I, I like to think about it this way. This is very simplistic, but I think it makes the point. If you have a newsletter that goes out weekly and it goes to one thousand people, you know what the click-through rates are. You mentioned some of them there. Mm-hmm. Five hundred people will delete it without looking at it. Three hundred will give it five seconds. Two hundred will do that, whatever it might be. If all you did, and I'm not advising anybody did do this, but if all you did was read that newsletter into a microphone, record it, and send a link to that recording with the newsletter. I think it's almost guaranteed one or two or three more people would engage with that. They would click the play button because they're not readers, but they will listen. So they'll click the play button and listen to it. And that sort of gives you that sense of, and it goes to what you were talking about, it's reaching the demographic in the way they want to be spoken to. Give give that option. If you can only read it, well, people don't like to read, you've lost them. If you can read or listen to it, well, now you've added potentially – so then it's a question about whether the return on investment for creating the audio is worth however many more you might go. Am I on the right track with marketing there? And what we're sort of talking you're,
0: here? Yeah, well, you're actually you're you're right, spot on actually. So it's it's that's exactly right. Um, and it that's why we you know, we hear the term multi-channel marketing, and it's a matter of knowing your audiences and the bigger the audience you have that you know some might want video and some might want audio communication, other might want um you know paper a paper newsletter or, or they want to, or they digest it on, on a Facebook feed or wherever, or your website. Um, that's where the, 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 the real challenges in marketing is understanding what, where, where's the best value for your, your dollar and where do you spend it and where do you, where you push it. And, but most importantly, w- what are you trying to get out of it? What's, what's the why or what's the goal behind any of the campaigns and you want to measure it. The thing that's really missing in, in a lot of the marketing is the, the measurement piece and, Okay, we we did all this, great, but you know no one clicked on it, or we had really good success, or we sold fifty more tickets, or what, whatever it might be. Um, so, you're right on the money, Rod. Perfect. We're, we're going to we're going to
1: have an ad is just the beginning of the journey, isn't it? it it's just the first question in the series. For so many people, they think it's the well. We've set aside some budget. We're going to advertise.
0: That's really just the yes. start of it. But, yeah, and I, I and I'm always get your basics right. So focus on your basics and focus internally first. So this whole, have got this whole uh, philosophy around inside out marketing. So you start on the inside, be it the clubhouse or in the pro shop, uh, look at your own websites and social media and uh, people, you know, do you have the products? Yeah. You know, do you have the right products? Do you have the right signage and so forth within your own facility? Start there first. If you're going to spend any money, fix that because you have people coming in already, hopefully. Um, how well do you know those people that are walking through the door? have you asked for an email, have you engage with them have you you know what's that interaction like so what's that visual when they drive in yeah. uh the, the whole cur- curb appeal as we call it you know when they drive into your facilities what do they see from the street is it engaging enough that they'll want to come in inviting enough when they walk in what's that feeling like or do they feel welcomed and i'm, I'm, I'm talking cl- club world you know it's at home away from home um essence that you're trying to trying to set up and are people friendly and engaging and having a conversation so you go somewhere where you can't you, know, you go somewhere you feel welcomed and be, and you want to be part of, and that, that's really the the true essence of of uh, the style of marketing that I, the uh, approach that I take. Mike, there are a million things <coughs> that we'd
1: like to talk about, and we're going to talk. Hopefully, maybe not about a million of them, but all of them as we go on. Terrific to chat to you today. I look forward to doing more of it. I hope those who found us uh, have enjoyed listening as well. Thanks for taking the time, Mike. Really enjoyed it. Oh, my pleasure, Rod. ClientCast is a production of ClientCast Studios based in Sydney, Australia, but working all over the world. If you're in business or marketing and would like to offer podcasting services or even produce some audio of your own, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can find us on Twitter at at ClientCast, Facebook and LinkedIn under the same name, or you can email us direct at hello at ClientCast.com. All of those links are, of course, available in the show notes. Make sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode, and we look forward to your company again in two weeks' time here on ClientCast.